what you waiting on? Check checkers on your phone. This the Tony Sands show. Turn your radio on. Kelsey just turned down like a field goal, so we in the zone. Got games like a stadium. I'm gonna go ahead and pack the dome. I'm cooler, smoother. Make you think with your medulla. You a student. I'm a school you with the facts that I'm producing. This is for the high schoolers, college students. Nah, everyone can do it. Do this. I ain't new to this. My style is rich. It's lucrative. Maneuver through it. You know it's fashion. You know it's so sensational. Like my big homie Tony. You could catch me every Monday. After kickoff on Sunday. I got these cold hard facts and we ain't talking Sundays. Come on with Kelly Deli. Shout out to the big homie. You know it's so sensational. Like my big homie Tony. Co-hosting with Kelly Deli. You know it's facts only. You know I'm so sensational. Like my big homie Tony. 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 Go BBS Radio. We're live here another week of the Tony Sands Show. It is noon on a Saturday in Florida, Eastern Time in Texas. It is 11. We have gotten up to a bombshell of topics that is going on from women's soccer to the NFL to the state of the U. I didn't say the state of the union. I said the state of the U and the state of Florida State. And then what? guess what, guys? We got coaches that's possibly being named, put in places. Will they fit those places? We're going to find out here on the Tony Sands Show. Like I told you, the topics we have are bomb-shelling topics in the sports world. Tom Brady meets Belichick student versus teacher. We're going to dig into that topic. Which one of them added more flavor to the New England Patriots? Was it Tom Brady or was it Bill Belichick? We're going to find out because guess what? Tom went on and won. Bill Belichick is trying to figure out a way to plug pieces to continue to win. And upon that, with this game, there was a book that came out about this whole situation of what we call the New England Patriots way. And was that way the situation that sent Tom Brady to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to dig into that topic here on the Tony Sands Show. And guess what? Man, when I say the state of the U, the state of the U, where has this state gone? The state of Florida I'm speaking of. Where has it gone within the last, since really 2006, where have Florida State, the University of Miami, Florida is still trying to hold the state up. Where have we gone when it comes to football within a state that produce top football athletes? When I say top football athletes, we got St. Thomas. We got IMG that has a rank one and two when it comes to putting guys into the NFL that's within this state. But our state schools cannot possibly even win the conferences that they're in Miami went into the ACC with the intent to try to win something that never happened Florida State uh, they had a good run but now we're trying to see where that run is going will that run run coaches out of the state of Florida stay tuned here on the Tony Sands show as we're going to dig into that but let's get into some of the soccer world some of the allegations that are bombshelling the soccer world now we've had allegations people got to understand we have allegations in uh several sports we've had allegations in football uh we have allegate we have had allegations in basketball world we've had allegations in uh the tennis world the golf world tiger woods when he is his situation broke out but we have never had allegations that have bought a sport a complete sport of women's soccer to a complete standstill. When I say a standstill, a complete standstill. There's no games going on. No soccer matches being played in the NWSL. No soccer being played. We've never seen that happen. So we're going to dig into uh, some of the some of the things that are going on, some of the allegations that have been out 
and what is going on with that world when you mixed this chemistry up and seeing what is coming out of this and has this something that's been going on for years has it been going on for years to where now in this day and age are women getting their voice heard doug if you can let's let, doug's gonna play this we're gonna play a little bit of the sound bite we're gonna break this sound bite down uh that's that was released earlier and we're gonna play that that sound bite was released on the uh, Shepard Smith show, and we're gonna get into that on CNBC. Doug, can you play? Let's play a good a minute and ten of this soundbite. The National Women's Soccer League just canceled all of its games this weekend after disturbing allegations against multiple soccer coaches. The North Carolina Courage fired its head coach Paul Riley after a bombshell article in the Athletic. A former player, Sinead Farley, accuses Coach Riley of coercing her into having sex on multiple occasions. Farley and another player also say Coach Riley made them kiss each other to avoid doing a difficult drill during practice. Riley says the allegations against him are completely untrue. But it's not just Riley under fire here. The Washington Spirits former head coach, Richie Burke, fired after an episode in the Washington, or an expose, I should say, in the Washington Post. It accused him of verbally and emotionally abusing his players. The Washington Post reports throughout one game, Coach Burke berated a rookie until she appeared to have a panic attack on the field, clutching her chest because she couldn't breathe. As she hyperventilated, Burke just kept going, a former player said. Quoting her, when he smells blood, he goes harder. The re- you heard, wow, those are some hang-gone Hard allegations when when you say he wants blood, he does not stop until he gets blood. When and 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 you heard me say it brought the whole complete soccer world to a standstill. I've never seen that done. Nowhere. And that means guess what? That means either the women that plays this sports, that play this sport said to themselves, hey, listen, uh-uh. We're, we're completely coming together as one to shut this whole thing down. There will be heads turned and there will be change throughout the women's soccer world. We're not going to play. Now, we've seen this. You got to understand, guys, where I'm going with this. We saw this with the NFL when Callan Kaepernick came out with his stance on police brutality. Several players decided they're going to stand up, they're going to kneel, they're going to, but it never brought the NFL to a standstill. It never uh, got that to that level to where we said, we're going to not play this football game. But in the soccer world, these allegations come out, and I understand when we when, when we mix the two, but I'm just showing you how strong in how strong and 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 can it one side is versus another side when it comes to their views and i understand that sex allegations and and sexual and, and just dominance over someone is is a little different but it has the same understanding of what i'm trying to say that how you control the narrative the women in this narrative said guess what we're not going to play we're going to shut this whole thing down and you are going to listen that this been going on because they stated as you as we break down this even further they did state that guess what we've had times to where this has come up Doug continue to let that play a little bit let's let that play a little longer it calls systemic systemic. abuse plaguing the NWSL U.S. women's national team captain Becky Sauerbronn said, to be where we are today is unacceptable. The league and every club have to do better. And the superstar Megan Rapinoe tweeted, men protecting men who are abusing women. Burn it all down. Let all their heads roll. With us now, the author of that Washington Post. And as you said, (laughs) and the women say, let's stop this thing. 
let's stop this thing and let heads turn. And she stated clearly, men protecting men. What she means by that is that, guess what? In this world, the men thought, hey, if we stand by each other, then we can get this thing and it can go away. But I guess these women say, no, this is not going away. You are going to listen. And the way that we're going to get you to listen is we're going to stop playing soccer, period. There's no money being brought into the stadiums. Uh, if there are games that were televised, that's not going to happen. As they said, as she stated, let their heads turn. They're not playing. We got to understand that <laughs> this is being saw women in this women's movement of making sure that their side is being heard and making sure that they're not being stepped on, whether it's in the business world, the sports world. They're not going to stand for it. And now we're seeing a sport such as soccer, women's soccer, stand up and say no more. When you're saying Wow. When you're saying being forced. Allegations that 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 just are being at this point, like I say on the 20 cent show, these are just allegations that's being brought out about certain people. And until they are proven to be fact, there are just that there are allegations, but they are dang on strong allegations that's being brought out about. Guys within the soccer world. This is like a bombshell. This is a bombshell. But stay tuned here on the Tony Sands Show as we continue to break that down. We're going to get a woman soccer coach, Lauren Riley, uh, in the South Florida area on the Tony Sands Show. Hopefully we can get to her. She has a busy schedule. She's coaching her soccer girls to possibly be get ready for a big match so we're going to see could we get her on on the other side of this commercial break we're going to take a quick commercial break here on the tony sands show and hopefully we can come back with lauren riley as we break this show down no no relations to the riley that's being spoke about in this allegations stay tuned here on the tony sands show Radio.com. With us now, the author of that Washington Post piece, sports investigations reporty, reporter, I should say, Molly Hensley Clancy. Molly, uh, fr from your reporting, how widespread is this kind of behavior? And why haven't we been hearing about it screaming from the rafters for a while? Uh, unfortunately, I think it's incredibly widespread. Uh, the league has actually had four coaches leave this year because of misconduct, and that's just this season. Um, and in in all those cases, I think we see a really widespread systemic failure to protect players. Those coaches had all previously faced allegations of abuse, and they were hired anyway. As to why we haven't happen? heard about, <laughs> I mean, I, I think that frankly, the league has not been listening to. And as wow. That's, wow, that's big. When you say they already had allegations on their head, and but yet and still the league themselves still hire these coaches tend to see that there's probably a deeper, deeper rooted problem when it comes to uh, women's soccer and men coaches and men administrators throughout the WNWSL, the Women's National Soccer League. So it, it is the, I mean, this is, these allegations, as I told you, those that are just joining the Tony Sanchez show, we're here talking about the women's soccer coaches fired, uh, coercing players into having sex. This is a big topic for the simple fact is that the, 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 the women in this soccer world got came together at some point because I'm quite sure they had to join together as a unit to shut this whole complete thing down to where there's no soccer matches being played when it comes to professional women in the world. Everything has come to a complete stop 
We don't see that, with, like, as I told my audience earlier, we didn't see that in football when it came to Callum Kaepernick. We didn't see it in golf when it came to Tiger Woods. We never have seen it in the NBA, even on their stands with Black Lives Matter. We did not see, they talked about it in the NBA, in the WNBA, they talked about it, but they never came to a definitive answer and to say, this is what we're doing. We're not going to play. I think in that world, in the NFL, the NBA, soccer world, I mean, the NBA, the NFL, uh, uh, golf, those guys were thinking more of the dollar versus the movement. They were thinking the dollar versus the movement. Now, these women say, guess what? Forget the dollars. We're talking about the movement. We will refuse to be abused. We will refuse to be uh, uh, mentally or physically abused in this world. We're not going to have it. It will not happen. This is where we're going. We're not uh, uh, going to allow this to happen. It just will not happen on our watch. And something needs to be done. And right now, by them making a stance to not play, I mean, wow, this is this, this is big. This is huge. Doug, Doug, before, let's go back and w welcome to the show, Lauren. Lauren, how you doing? Good, how you doing? I'm doing great, Lauren. Listen, guys, Lauren, let me give you some back. Let me give you a little bit of detail on Lauren before she gets into talking. Lauren is... One of the coaches that 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 uh, coached with me at 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 our D1 facility here in South Florida, great coach. She's one of the top soccer coaches. I know she probably don't want me to, you know, she's a little shy, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna do it in, in in our sports world. Now, understand, we're talking about on the field sports, so she's one of our top soccer women here throughout South Florida. So I wanted her to get in, Lauren. Uh, um, before you before you get into and we get into this, I wanted you here, Doug. Let's take it back. My producer, Doug, is going to take it back. Doug, take it back to zero and let it play to 110 again. The National Women's Soccer League just canceled all of its games this weekend after disturbing allegations against multiple soccer coaches. The North Carolina Courage fired its head coach, Paul Riley, after a bombshell article in The Athletic. A former player, Sinead Farley, accuses Coach Riley of coercing her into having sex on multiple occasions. Farley and another player also say Coach Riley made them kiss each other to avoid doing a difficult drill during practice. Riley says the allegations against him are completely untrue. But it's not just Riley under fire here. The Washington Spirits former head coach Richie Burke fired after an episode in the Washington, or an expose, I should say, in the Washington Post. It accused him of verbally and emotionally abusing his players. The Washington Post reports throughout one game, Coach Burke berated a rookie until she appeared to have a panic attack on the field, clutching her chest because she couldn't breathe. As she hyperventilated, Burke just kept going, a former player said. Quoting her, when he smells blood, he goes harder. Lauren, when you, in the soccer world, yeah. Lauren, I... I've been around a lot of sports. I've seen football when with their, and as I told my audience, I've seen football with their movement. When they went with Todd Callen Kaepernick, I've seen the NBA with their Black Lives Matter movement. I've seen when, when, when Tiger Woods, when his situation came out. Neither one of these sports, and all of them had their movements, but they never was able to stop playing throughout. The women in this situation, the women's soccer world has come to a complete standstill. There's no games being being played. That's deep mm -hmm. when it comes to women's soccer because how big soccer is throughout the world. Sure. Have, as as this thing plays out, have have this something that's in your opinion of what you've seen and you played a lot of soccer. Have you seen a lot of this type of stuff going on to where women felt that their either their voice was not being heard or they was you know dominated over in, in their opinion. Have you ever seen any of this happening, or would you have ever envisioned 
the women's soccer world coming to a complete standstill? Yeah, you know, well, first, uh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, and, um, you know, this is crazy. It's, I personally, um, you know, I've been in the game a long time, played collegiately, played professionally, played overseas. Um, you know, I've been around a lot of different types of coaches, different styles, um, predominantly male coaches. I only ever had one female coach um, in high school. Um, and actually that was kind of the reason why I wanted to get into coaching after my, my playing career. Cause I never really saw the female side of it. I just feel like, you know, that would be a cool thing to get into and kind of, um, give my perspective on the game and give back in that way when my career was done. But, you know, I had a lot of different coaches, um, at every level. And I personally, um, you know, didn't experience anything like this, you know, thank God, um, nor did, you know, to my knowledge on any teams that I've been on, you know, experience this, you know, at least to this level for sure. Um, however, I'm not surprised that this came out. Um, it has been a bit of a systemic problem in women's soccer. Um, and while I, you know, fortunately have not, you know, personally experienced things like this, um, I, you know, I have, um, spent time with Mana Shim, one of, one of the women um, that was involved, you know, with Paul Riley, and I'm very good friends with a Canadian women's soccer player who experienced things with uh, Vancouver Whitecaps, so some of my friends and some people that, you know, I've, you know, trained with, spent time with, you know, really care about have been deeply affected by things like this, and I think, you know, for a long time, uh, Canada kind of went through it. Um, you know, we're going through it is that for a long time, the people at the head of things um, swept it under the rug. And, and that's not to say, you know, the guy that was at the head of it swept under the rug. You know, women also in positions of power did it too. I mean, the NWSL commissioner um, just resigned yes. in light of, you know, knowing that he knew things that came out and it just the due diligence was not done. Players weren't protected. Um, and in a league where you really have to fight for everything, whether it's pay or healthcare or, you know, anything like that, a lot of players, you know, work multiple jobs type thing, you know, it's a, it's a grind of a league and to know that, you know, players interests and, and just them as people aren't protected on and off the field by the entities that they work so hard for, it's heartbreaking, but it's not, I think, you know, the bombshell, article that came out with the athletic i i think it's yes. a massive step forward i think it shocked a lot of you know the sports world like you know like yourself but you know it it has been going on and maybe you know like the me too movement like black lives matter maybe now with enough voices you know a real systemic change can be made you know so these players and these women are protected and see that's and we talk about that from a standpoint as you saying being protected and and like you said, in that article, it, it spoke about when you saying you're making in allegations that you are making women kiss each other or you're coercing women to have sex with you so they won't have to do tough drills. That is deep. But then when we, we, we yeah. look at this thing and we say to ourselves, we talk about some of the other movements, this mm-hmm. movement here and not to uh, 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 put one movement, you know, here, but this movement here. I think when they when all when they decided, I'm quite sure they had to get together at some point as a group to say, hey, listen, we're not playing. This is bigger than soccer. And at yeah. some point, if we continue to play at our level, do this get swept up under the rug? OK, you punish a couple of guys, they get fired and whatever happens and soccer keeps going. But now that they stop playing. Mm-hmm. Did that send a bigger message, you think, to a, to to the world of soccer? I think so, for sure. And also, you know, the the stars of, you know, of American women's soccer or just women's soccer, you know, have come out in a big way. Alex Morgan, you know, Megan Rapinoe, who's always vocal, but, you know, ha- has thrown her hat in this. And Abby Wambach, you know, Mia Hamm, these, these legends and these amazing players and these role model type players, uh, you know, quickly, swiftly, you know, stood behind 
these reports and these stories and corroborated them and, you know, they know what's going on and they're more, you know, they're supported and they make the most money in the league and stuff, but they have shown that, you know, this is bigger than that. And, you know, if they don't step up, they know that things will just go as business as usual, unfortunately, because it has for so long, but these big voices really magnifying this, um, you know, the commissioner stepping down, all these, all these coaching changes that are going on. I think it's really, yeah, they said, you know, enough is enough. And, and then they try to rebuild from here. And, and when we, we, we look at, like you say, we look at the soccer world and we when we talk about it because, like you said, it, there's not a level playing field when it comes to finances in the so- women's right. soccer world. And is, and this, I'm quite sure, even with all that being uh, bought in, I'm quite sure that's another topic that's going to be addressed also with at least leveling some type of the, the playing field when it comes to the financial gains. But these women said, guess what? Regardless of the financial gains, yeah. the allegations and this movement now that we're talking about supersedes the value of any dollar amount. Because when you looked at the NBA and you looked at the NFL, you heard certain guys were saying, hey, man, we can't keep we can't stop playing because guess what? I got bills I got to pay. I'm quite sure these women right. face the same thing, even at a greater level, because guess what? As you said, some of them have other jobs. So they had to say, you know what? The money does not matter to us. Is the life of this that makes a, a bigger difference in this thing. And to see the way these women joined together and just bought the sports world of female soccer to a standstill is a it is huge. But Lauren, now you deal with younger soccer women. You you mm-hmm. have, like I say, you played at the professional, but what do you tell a young soccer girl that sees this and she steps up to you and say, Coach Lauren, how do I deal with this? How do you, how do you prepare them for a, a situation uh, that has brought their sport to a standstill? Yeah, it's a great question. I think it's a tough conversation that I'm sure a lot of coaches, you know, parents will be having to answer or have, you know, difficult conversations about. And I just think, you know, it it is a deep issue because in coming from as a young player, you know, what whether you're a high school player trying to make the team or a college kid trying to get the scholarship or you know, you're trying to break into one of these pro teams and actually, you know, get an increase in salary, whatever it might be, you know, there is a sort of power dynamic between player and coach that's inherently Correct. built into every, to every sport, as you know. Correct. The problem, you know, in soccer, you know, it has gotten a lot better in the last 10, 20 years in terms of more female coaching, you know, kind of diversifying uh, the coaching opportunities and jobs. You know, in soccer, but it is still male, predominantly male. Um, and in that case, the male is ahead of the, the, you know, the power dynamic. And, and there's nothing wrong with that, obviously, unless you get situations like this where the power dynamic is being taken advantage of, you know, and this player or those players aren't playing or don't have to do a hard fitness drill, as you know, the article said, or, you know, promise an increase of salary if X, Y, right? I think right. young players need to realize that, you know, to own their, their voice and know that they are an athlete and they are a soccer player, but that, you know, that is just part of what they do and Correct. part of how they fill their time and their passion, but it's not who they are as people. And to always put, you know, their, their human, um, their humanity first, right? It's, it's you got to take care of yourself first. If you're uncomfortable, you know, just open lines of communication, speak up. If something, you know, fell off, talk about it, ask questions. You know, if a teammate says something, you know, don't ignore it. Don't, you know, right. play into the, the quiet, you know, figure out a way, talk to someone you trust. And I think the way, the way it, it improves, I'm not going to say it completely goes away, like, you know, all things in life, you know, hopefully it Correct. improves, but it's done 
as people band together, as teammates start acting like teammates on and off the field, as you know, people, uh, fans stay accountable to, hey, these are players, but these are, are humans also. These are Correct. real people that, that we support and we love. Great coaches, great coaches, male, female, you know, should be you know, applauded and be rewarded. A character, as you know, for example, my boyfriend is a is a female, uh, college soccer coach for for women, and he's you know his character is impeccable. He's a he's a great person, and he just I think look to that with coaching instead of oh this guy knows this guy or he Correct. trained me and him once you know things like that is. Are they good people? Do they have great character? And surround the kids and, and the players and people like that. You know, there are a lot of very qualified. My, you know, my boyfriend's an A licensed coach, so he's qualified. You know, to the nth degree, and find people like that and put them in positions, Correct. you know, of, of power because you know that they will do the right thing with the responsibility they have. That they have. You're correct. Lauren, and listen, I know you got a busy schedule today, you, and I thank you for joining the show. I thank you for at least uh, being able to get out your meeting and still stay focused and understand that this topic has, even though, like you said, it's not at your doorstep, is in within your world and at some point that you got to come and, and possibly have to speak about it to young coaches I thank you for taking your time out your busy day for joining the Tony Sands show here with us. And when we are continuing to top on this topic, I would like to continue to feed on you and your knowledge of the soccer world as we break this topic down and we break this type of barrier that has plagued this mm -hmm. sport. I like to keep calling on you and then I thank you and thank anybody that gave and let you get out of a meeting or what have you to join <laughs> us here on the Tony Sands show. Thank you. Tell your boyfriend, hey, keep doing what he's doing uh, in the I soccer world. You keep doing what you're doing in the soccer world because it is people like yourself that continue to elevate this game despite those that tries to tear it down. Thank you here on the Tony Sands show. We're going to head into a commercial break and we're coming back with our main guy, Kelsey Dudley, as we break down the state of the U. Thank you, Lauren. BBS Radio. of these programs, such rich history, and they have been uh, dreadful in the early part of the season. The numbers speak for themselves. Let's start with Miami. How do you, how do you view that? I, I go all the way back to 2006. It was last year that Larry Coker was the coach there. They, that's 15 years. Miami has averaged seven and five since 2006. They've had five head coaches. You just think about with the Orange Bowl gone, the student body has to drive 45 minutes to go to their games. You have an athletic department that clearly is not really showing that this is something that they are willing to try to make changes. The president, there was an article from Barry Jackson this week that came out, said that the president basically told Blake James, the AD, hey, sports, you're on your own. That's your thing. I don't know if that's true. It was in an article. To me, college football, you look at the powerhouse programs, Alabama. Kelsey Dulley, as you heard, I'm quite sure you've been hearing this sound bite. That was on college game day. Kirk Herbstreit accused the University of Miami's administration of not loving the youth and not loving football aspect of the youth. What was your take on that when you heard that? Well, and and what's up? Thank you for having me on, Tony. I greatly hey, listen, appreciate man, it. You heard the, listen, Kelsey, you heard the, the, the opening sound bite. My man Kelsey Dudley is joining the show, man. I'm telling you, the sound bite don't they don't change. We just plug you in. Thank you for coming. <laughs> hey, thank you for having me on the show, everybody. Yeah. Uh, to uh, and, uh, and talk about what's going on in the sports world um, with UM right now. I think that, um, and, and we we've, we've touched on this. Uh, I think that they're looking at where the uh, administration is not committed totally to what they're doing or as we hear the administration is not totally committed to what they're doing so um it makes it difficult but when you and we look at the game that they had the other night which was um 
unfortunate. You know, you miss a field goal, you're in position. And I heard a lot of Miami saying, well, did we not do enough? And did we just leave it to a freshman kicker to uh, try to win us the game and put us in those positions? So, I mean, you have to look at the, the, the coaching staff right now, the administration, and then the, the direction that the entire program is going in right now. And, uh, uh, you know, we talk about the U being back and, and all of the fans saying the U being back. Is, are, they, are they really putting forth the resources to really turn the program around and, and do the things and be committed from an administration standpoint to help the staff they have or either whatever staff may come in? to do those things and I don't know if that I don't know if that connection is there Tony and, and now understand now and Miami was winning and and if you go back and you listen to a lot of the the you and, and you look at the uh the 30 for 30 Miami administration has never truly been on the side of the University of Miami when it comes to football they were winning and as we know in the sports world, winning covers over a lot of things. Winning covers over a lot of things. So now that they are losing, does have this brought more of that to the forefront that, hey, we don't get the support of the administration like an Alabama, like an Ohio State, like a Michigan State. We don't get that. And with that being said, do heads fly in this turn of trying to turn the U back brought to? On, I, I definitely think that it's brought on a a, um, a focus and brought a sure. light to the administration being committed to what the fan base wants and what the alumni wants. And, you know, you have a strong fan base, you have a strong alumni. And, you know, in today's day and age, what sports, sports dictates a lot. You know, you may try to link with education, but that's not, you know, I know Miami is a small private university, but what put them on the map is the sport. So the administration needs to take some type of look at, okay, yeah, we need to be committed in some sort of fashion to this because it does benefit our school as a whole. So I think right now, education is kind of on the hot seat. So you do the light is being shed on them like, hey, maybe, maybe we need to have some changes, not only in the coaching staff, but we need to have some changes in the administration as well. And and you said in the in the coach, not only in the coaching staff, but then when you look at the way the University of Miami, you spoke about it as a private university. How do they go and get because when we talk about when when we speak on that, we speak on also the fact that. The University of Miami and Florida State. Florida State is a private. Florida State was still paying Willie Tack out his deal in Florida State and Miami. When I call it, that's why I call this topic the state of the state of Florida. Florida State also finds themselves, Kelsey, in this same situation of not so much as administration not backing what they're doing, but from a standpoint of how do we get this thing turned around? And is Norvell the right guy for Florida State? And, and I and I was thinking about that uh, after you know we had talked <laughs> and uh, this week and and just <laughs> contemplating on where Florida State is right now. I'm, they're in between two hard spots um, yeah. because you're looking at you're you're paying a, a, a coach that has already left your program. You're paying a coach that you brought in, trying to find the right man for the job. but And then you have other potential candidates that you know, i.e. Deion Sanders, that would be a wonderful fit for the, 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 the job there and the opportunity there. But then you're just so much tied up in the pocketbook to where you don't know if you could make that move. But do you wait? Do you wait? and try to play it out, or do you just cut bait? Now, I'm of the mindset that, hey, you know, if you recognize something and, and you know it's wrong, the only way to right your wrong is, is to cut bait, you know, and, and take your losses, but do it before it even gets worse. And I say the same thing with Miami. 
Miami has recognized that, okay, um, and they were saying it on the radio um, on, on some other shows this week that uh, they just feel that the staff, they recognize now that the staff is not the staff to take them to where they want to be. Uh, it just has shown too many signs that they're not the staff. So knowing that, do you go ahead and pull the trigger and make the move to now say, okay, we know we don't we don't have maybe the money or, or what have you, but we got to find some type of way because we know that the man that is in the position now, be it Florida State or Miami, is not the guy essentially to take us to where we want to go. And I would say in both instances, you got to cut bait. So I would say, yeah, you pull the trigger and – go and actually find the person that you need now we're talking about we're talking about money here right so yes the yes. alumni in both cases would have to contribute uh, uh, in both of those places it, it just has to happen and more so i, I look at the unit and, and i know because one is a private school and one is a public school when I look at the private and I look at I'm at the public school and I look at the dynamics of a Florida state, you look at their alumni base, you look at the funding that they do get because they are a public university. Both of those universities, if we're talking about possibly and I'm never for, you know, letting guys go. But if we're trying to move a university in the direction that it's got to go in, both of those guys have alumni coaches that are in the coaching ranks that are winning right now. Miami has. Mario Cristobal. Florida State has Deion Sanders. Now, this week we've seen rumors have came out about possibly Deion going to the USC. And it when you where there's smoke, there's tend to be fire. I'm hoping. Deion, I'm hoping not. I'm hoping. I'm hoping he's not. When there's smoke, there's ten. And I know a lot of a lot of the people in HBCUs are saying to themselves. How could Dion do this to an HBCU if he do takes that job? Well, now, do, do you expect Dion Sanders, a guy that really wanted Florida State job, Kelsey, in the beginning? Do you think Dion Sanders stays, a guy like him, do you expect him to stay at an HBCU or do you let him say, hey, listen, I elevated it. I elevated it out of where it was. Now I got to think about my coaching career and where I see myself as going. And do he go to the West Coast and say, listen, I'll take a USC if they're willing to give me that job. And let me stick in. You know, a lot of people say, well, he don't have that much coaching experience. But I see this go on in basketball constantly. I, I, you, 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 pull, you pluck players in and out. They move them around like musical chairs in basketball. Well, football, let's not be crazy because we both all played. And, 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 Kelsey, we also got Malcolm Pearson joining the show. Malcolm is a University of Miami alum, and he is the roommate to one of the biggest, you know, biggest actors around. He was the roommate at the University of Miami for a time with, with one of the biggest actors, and that is Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He joins the show live from Atlanta. Malcolm, welcome to the show, man. Uh, appreciate it. Appreciate it, Tony. Welcome, man. What's up, Mal Mal? Hey, What's up, Kelsey? Hey, we talk about the state of the state of the state of Florida, UM and Florida State, both programs that have, are taking a hit when it comes to it. Kelsey thinks, uh, you know, in both. And now, this after me and Kelsey going back and forth during the week, Kelsey was going ho at one point saying that I know we got to give him time. But now you are starting to see, Kelsey, the rumors that Deion Sanders could possibly be jumping ship. So I think that done kind of changed your dynamic on this. And as I told, as I tell people, there's two hot coaches to me. And both of those hot coaches right now have ties to the state of Florida. One Correct. went to the University of Miami, Mario Cristobal, and one Correct. went to Florida State, Deion Sanders. Do we let Mario get comfortable, Malcolm, from a standpoint of you with the U? Do we let him get comfortable in Oregon and say, hey, listen, this is home. I don't want to even get down and dig into that mess. Or do you let him say, listen, I can go down there and I know I'm the guy to turn that around. If I can come up here and take over Oregon and, and, and get it back on the top of the pack, in the pack, 
Can I come down to the University of Miami in the ACC and get that done? Malcolm, how do you and you are, you've been in you you've been on winning teams with the U. Mm-hmm. What's your take on where the University of Miami is at this point? Well, well, my take on the situation, as far as you know, it's funny how you brought up the Rock because this yes. reminds me. This <laughs> reminds me um, back on my recruiting visit with the Rock when he was only getting recruited by Miami, mm-hmm. and I asked him. I said, well, "What other schools are you being recruited by?" He told me two small schools in Miami. I said, well, where are you going to choose and why? In high school, at 17 years old, this man tells me on the boat, on our recruiting trip to Miami, I am coming to Miami because if my football career do not work, Miami is a good lift for my life after football as far as, as, far as acting and wrestling. Wow. So I see the same. So I see the same thing with Dion. Even though he went to Florida State, Dion is still a Florida boy. He is from Fort Myers. He is close to the crib here. Wait a minute. Do I and hear you? It's all linking? about location, location, location. Do I hear you linking Dion to Miami? Do I what? Do I hear you saying that Miami would be a nice fit for Dion Sanders over over Florida? It would be, Tony, what's his what's his um nickname? Showtime. Prime time, prime time. Kelsey, you hear that, right? Kelsey, you hear that, right? Where, where where can you best network at? In Tallahassee or in Miami? Kelsey, we gonna let you ask. Well, 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 well. Especially recruiting, especially recruiting, Kelsey. Kelsey, and and this is this is what I say. This this is what I say. Uh, I think that both of these both of these coaches, potential coaches uh, that that may become candidates. For, for these positions, I see, you know, you always say, uh, and we've seen the athletes and the coaches and everything, they lean towards lately going to home, going back home, going going right. home. So mm-hmm. in that particular case, I would, I would say that I would hope that Dion, of course, would go back to his alumni, that being his home, but we know that he's from South Florida, Fort mm-hmm. Myers, so... You know, he can still consider this at home. I'd say I hope that wouldn't happen. But then Mario Cristobal does consider this home. So then but to him, also, but you got to think Mario is eating good at Oregon. Or he's eating too good at Oregon. To, 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 and impossible to, to, to leave Oregon to come to Miami. So really, and I can see where Malcolm going because the hottest, out of those two, the hottest spots for either one, because like you said, Will it be too much to bring a Mario Cristobal now who wanted the job prior to when Manny Diaz started and he was leaving the University of Miami? He wanted the job, and there was rumors that The Rock was willing to buy out the remainder of the deal that Mm -hmm. Mario Cristobal had with Oregon for Miami to pick up Mario Cristobal. But then they went back and said, hey, listen, we want to stick with Manny Diaz. Do Dion say, listen, I wanted Florida State, Kelsey. But Florida State didn't want me. Yeah. Do you no. think about does no. that come into fact? No, you don't think I, that come I don't think that he looks at it like that. I think that the, one of the things that you said earlier is one of the bigger things that would tug on his on his heartstrings is that Duke, you know, he he's led a movement, and um, Dion has led a movement in terms of going to Big the HBCUs, and and we see it now. They even have their own day on ESPN. They're shown now prime time on Thursday or Friday night, so they got a they got a night for 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 their college games, and then they're even shown now on Saturdays. They've given them a channel and trying to get some of their games in from that particular standpoint. So, um, I think that that would tug on his heartstrings more than anything else as to do I leave this right now or do I kind of finish a little bit of what I started to kind of you know get the ball rolling, keep the movement going before I, you know, jettison out to one of these major programs. I think that's the main thing that will hold him back. Because Deion's loyal. Deion's but, loyal. But, he's not just yeah, going to run out there for but, a, no, no, a no. position. To a certain extent. To a certain extent. You, you got to understand, what, ha- what, drew him, what drew Deion out of Atlanta? Oh, well, yeah, Ooh. the, the, what the opportunity. The opportunity. Opportunity and what? Yeah. Money. And the flair. And what? 
and money. Yeah, and money. money. Okay, what drew him from San Francisco to Dallas? Money. Opportunity. Like the like song said, money. And money. money. <laughs> so now, why would money and opportunity? Because we got to understand, Dion Dream is bigger than college football. Dion Dream right. is an NFL program. Okay, and and despite him elevating HBCU, which we give him applaud to it, and I applaud him for the things that he has done already. Already with HBCU, do you not think that he wants to get to a major college and coach at the big time level, so that does not hurt his resume to say he was just at HBCU. Now you want to. Now you want to gravitate to the NFL and not be an assistant. Dion don't want to come to the NFL to be an assistant. We all know. Oh, no. oh, so no. what's going no. to help him in his dream to accomplish that? Would it still be to stay at an HBCU? Because even at the HBCU, we got to understand, he still is overcoming obstacles within the HBCU family. Correct. So now at the University of Miami, will Florida State fans look at that as a slap in their face? Well, yeah. I, I mean... They, they will. They will. Yeah. If but, will, that's I, if, but like you say, opportunity and money, and that's business. And, yeah. If, and if Deion Sanders is an older guy now, let me ask y'all this question. Where would y'all rather live right now in y'all life? Tallahassee or Miami? Or Coral Gables? Oh, yeah. You're going to say first. I'm going to Miami. I'm going to Miami. I can't live in Tallahassee. I'm going to Miami. First of all, I don't want to be in Tallahassee because too many storms come up that way. Miami, glitz, glamour, prime time, it elevates his game even more. Exactly. Exactly, Tony. So so now, Kelsey, do, do Florida State, and you stated it earlier, were you saying now, okay, yeah, I see we got to pull the trigger. We got to make it happen. This weekend, mm-hmm. with you guys, is going to be a turning point with your program. I think this is going to, this game here, more than You're ever, absolutely right. You're absolutely will be right. a turning point in what you guys do. Because Why? now, neither it's going to be the turning point. Do you keep Norvell and you keep saying, well, he's the guy, he's the guy, or do you get ready to dump him? Guys, we got about one minute left. We got to continue. Yeah. We got to do this again next week. We got one minute left. Kelsey, give me your predictions on Florida State this week. Do you see Florida State, uh, 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 you know, winning this weekend? If, if, you don't, if we don't win this weekend, which I think it's a 50-50 chance, if we don't win this weekend, Lavelle's seat gets hot. It gets hot. Malcolm, do you yeah. do we keep? Do we keep Manny Diaz for another year? No, we don't. We go ahead and sign Deion Sanders. You hear him on the same show. <laughs> Alumni of Miami says sign Deion. Kelsey says that Florida State win. If not, it is a decision that Florida State got to make. We're close now here on the Tony Sands Show. Fellas, thank you for joining us. I'm going to call on y'all each and every time because I love this Florida State-Miami battle. It continues <laughs> on the radio as well as on Facebook. We're closing out here on the Tony Sands Show. Until next weekend, stay friends. I hope Florida State of Miami win. All right, go no. All right, go Kane.